Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in conversation podcast episode 104. My guest this episode is none other than the legendary drummer Alan White. Uh, he is of Yes fame. Uh, he also played with John Lennon on Imagine. He also played with George Harrison, the Plastic Ono Band, and many, many more uh, projects that he has worked on. Um, and he's just about to embark on a world tour with Yes, um, performing the Relaya album, especially for this one along with their classic hits. Um, but they are hitting some US venues uh, at the end of this month, March. And then they're coming to Europe and the UK um, in that time after that. So they've got a cruise as well out, out from uh, Florida. And uh, yeah, they're actually hitting one of my old uh, haunts, which is the Ruth Eckerd Hall, uh, which is down in St. Petersburg in Florida. I actually saw Hailstorm before there. Um, I interviewed nothing more outside of it. Um, and it's 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 a lovely venue. It's right on the marina down in St. Petersburg, right next to the Alang Stadium. Uh, if you know the area, if you don't, I'm just describing it to you. But look it up. It's, they have a Grand Prix there um, every year as well i think it's like formula 3000 or something and uh yeah um we had a great chat about that and and obviously uh the tour coming up what to expect and also about working with john lennon things like that um so yeah look forward to that anything else happened since uh, the last episode well i had uh, i had a birthday uh I turned 40 years old um I'm already going grey. I've already lost a lot of hair on top. So, you know, um, I didn't know how to feel about it to start with. But now I'm kind of living with it and and kind of enjoying it, really. Um, I'll let you know how I feel next episode on that front. But this was recorded a couple of days after my birthday, in fact. Um, so it's a nice little birthday treat to chat to someone um, of this status. And, uh, yeah, the guys at Reload Rock Club, uh, which is one of my new residencies in Guildford, um, they actually went above and beyond and maybe this absolutely amazing cake it's a dj controller but it's chocolate cake inside it looked awesome and it tasted absolutely amazing um go check out the pictures on my profile my instagram or facebook profiles um they're all at dj force x that's dj f-o-r-c-e-x um yeah and go look at that it looks like a dj controller initially i didn't know whether to plug it in or 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 eat it uh turned out eating it <laughs> which is a better way to go um but yeah we cut it up for the the uh, club goers that night thank you to everyone that came along including all my old friends that came in that i hadn't seen in years absolutely loved having you guys there um and the people there as well just dancing having a good time absolutely appreciate that as a dj it's the best thing ever just to have a dance floor full of people enjoying themselves doesn't matter what i was playing um it's just great to have that that there and especially on my like sort of like birthday celebration evening uh thank you to all the staff at the star inn which is the venue where it is uh, which is a great pub in guildford it's on quarry street uh it's dog friendly for anyone that wants to go there with their pooch um but they serve great food and they've got a venue out the back where they put have like live bands i've played out there with a few of my previous bands uh they have stand-up comedy um, they've got the Guildford Fringe Festival coming up as well. Where they have all kinds of like um, performance art and things like that going on there. So do check it out. Um, it's a great venue, great place in Guildford to go. It's like I say, it's a friendly pub, um, nice and big, and it's in a very old. It's like proper old pub as well. It's got like a log fire and all that kind of stuff, and it's amazing. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone, Lexi's mom especially for making the cake. Uh, from what I read, twenty one hours went into the making of it, and I I can't thank you enough. It was amazing. I there's no other words I can really use. 
you know, great like words like awesome, excellent, um, 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 superb. Um, all those kind of words just do that. Don't do it justice. It was amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, on that note, um, more thanks, really. Uh, just sort of uh, people who downloaded the previous episode with uh, Derek Green from Sepultura. Um, I know it's a slightly different interview, a slightly different style of band that I'm going for there, but the response was great. Um, thank you to everyone that's been sharing it, uh, putting on their socials, stuff like that. Uh, I really appreciate it because it was a great interview to have. Um, I've been wanting to speak to Sepultura for a long time. Been a fan of theirs since, well, since chaos ad really um and then roots came out shortly um a few years after that and 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 just sort of going on from there and then when derek took over uh they continued to make quality music and i've got most of their albums in my collection um and their new album quadra is amazing so do go check that out and uh yeah that that was uh that was like i say greatly received so thank you for all the messages um and do check out his highway to health as well uh which is his sort of health um plant-based uh uh, living lifestyle type uh, television show that he's got going on and um, it's worth it you get some great um, bits of uh, information from it and all that kind of stuff um, so that's that's all good and uh, I've got a new podcast coming out soon uh, for those that like their gaming I'm um, talking about tabletop gaming um, so it's a little bit more of a niche but I've got one coming out for Gaslands uh, which is a sort of vehicular battle based tabletop game um it's very easy to get into you just get yourself some hot wheels cars uh strap some like mini like weapons to them glue the wheels rust them up make them look like a mad max vehicle um and then you just enjoy the game uh you can pick up the rule book for 15 quid um on amazon or through your local gaming shop and uh yeah it's it's great to get into but once i've got one of those going i will um advertise a bit more on here and you can go listen to it if you're interested in that side of things um and i know this is a music podcast so you're probably not but if you are let me know uh and i'll make sure to notify you when it does go live um it's just part of one of my new projects for the year along with my album um how am i getting on with that well i'm looking at my album progress board that i put up and i've picked the covers i'm gonna do um one of them i've always wanted to do uh in every band that i've been in i've sort of i've never had the mass creative control and i've always suggested it and i've always been laughed off so at this point i'm like you know sod it i'm gonna do it um and the other one is something i just sort of heard and like you know what that's gonna work well and i'm gonna get some friends involved in that one uh as for original tracks i have started work on two tracks um i'm sort of laying drums down at the moment with a little bit of bass and uh just sort of seeing where they go um and how they fit together um it's very kind of at the moment um i can't really give it a style but it's rock it's metal um but it's going to have that electronic uh element to it as well um as with the covers they're going to be they're going to have a lot of like different styles in that hopefully i'm going to make work and not be too random with them um but yeah um that's sort of coming along i'll I'll be playing snippets on here once i've got something i'm happy with um so you'll hear like previews you'll hear the full tracks on here as well eventually so that's something to sort of look out for the whole year on that front um i do have more interviews kind of penciled in at the moment i will announce them as and when i have completed them or if i've got them definitely booked in so there's plenty to look forward to on the podcast this year um sort of trying to get um 
one of my main aims is to get more DJs on here. Uh, I have reached out to uh, a few sort of DJs within the rock and metal field, um, along with some sort of like the classic sort of scratch DJs and stuff like that that I'm um, fans of. So uh, hopefully you'll hear from more of them when i get them booked um i hope to attend a few sort of expos this year in england uh and maybe sort of line up some interviews there because it's sort of a captive area and i can get a decent quality recording rather than going through skype and things like that which is nothing wrong with that because that's how i conducted this interview with alan white that's coming right up now because uh, he is based in seattle so um you know had the had the phone call um and transferred it through my system here through skype so yeah on that particular note this is alan white of yes enjoy alan white thank you very much for joining me pleasure no problem and and how are you today I'm very good. Um, you know, just getting on with life here. I'm living in Seattle in, in the state of Washington. And it's uh, pretty sunny today in the, in the 50s. So oh. it's not too bad. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit miserable over here in the UK, so. I heard it was pretty cold over there. Yeah. It is. It is. I'm in my uh well, what I call a studio, it's actually my garage. But <laughs> but it's very cold in here at the moment, so. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, <laughs> that's all good. Um, but yeah, we're we're here today to talk about your uh, forthcoming tour with um, Yes, with you at the helm yeah. of the drums. Um, you are um, just about to embark on a couple of dates in the US, and um, actually hitting one of my old haunts that I used to live over in Florida. So um, I know the Ruth Eckard Hall, uh, which is your one in um, Clearwater St. Pete area. Oh, that, yeah some very good friends who live there i like that area yeah it's nice i mean the, the weather's always nice out that way so <laughs> i'm missing it right now because it's it is that cold so yeah, it's not too bad actually cool um anyhow yeah well um i'm sorry you're not in florida so <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> um, but you're also coming over to the uh, to Europe and to the UK as well. Um, yeah. And this is a whole part of the of uh, the um, Relayer uh, tour that you're doing, where you're playing that album um, in its entirety, which yeah. I must say is an absolutely fantastic album. Um, one of my favourite tracks um, of of Yes um, is actually off that album. It's Sound Chase. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I love that track. Yeah. So. I know. Well, uh, I love that track too. It's one of the fastest, craziest things we ever did, but a lot of people love it. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I was just uh, like in in preparation for this, re-listening to it, um, and uh, it's the first time I heard the single edit of it because I've always had the full version, um, obviously straight off the the original album. But I, I saw you did a deluxe one or reissue about. Yeah, uh, it was but, a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, there was a single edit on there, which I'd never heard before, um, which, uh, yeah, I mean, it cuts it a bit short, but it kind of cuts to the chase, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that track, Sound Chaser in itself, is, a, is not a long song. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the same time, there's a lot of notes in the amount of time it is. No, definitely. I mean, I was surprised that you could actually cut it down or the way you've cut it down. Um 
on on that on that edit because um, it's one of those things where I, I can yeah. I can generally edit stuff out and and I've done stuff like edit commercial music and things like that. But and that's always pretty straightforward. But I can't imagine actually cutting up a yes track, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it, it just feel it just I don't know oh, if yeah. I could do it. <laughs> With sound chase, you've got to be able to count to five. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, um, what what can um your fans like expect from the tour? Obviously, you're playing the Relayer album, but you're also uh, playing a lot of your um sort of yes classics. So, have you got any sort of surprises yeah. for the tour or anything like that? Well, we're doing a couple of songs. Well, there's one. So- uh, we're doing wondrous stories. That was actually. Uh, 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 I think it was number one in England. No, um, yeah, but we're we're doing numerous songs like that, and songs that people want to hear us do at concerts usually. Lot like you know, uh, you know, everybody won't let us get away with not playing roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> we've, tried, we've tried not to, and we got so many complaints. We had to put them back in there. And, and Starship Trooper, and you know, yeah, songs like Parallels, um, quite quite a few songs that people all recognise and uh, just enjoy a play in a concert situation. Excellent. And you're when you're coming to the UK, you're hitting um, the Royal Albert Hall, yeah, uh, which is a fantastic venue. No, amazing. We've done it before, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, quite an occasion to play there yeah i mean i was just i i'm i try and get my hand around it because i'm i've i've performed in various venues myself like back in i used to be a, a part of a band and things like that but how do you i mean obviously you've been doing this for a while but how do you mentally prepare to play a venue such like that um that has such a history and and it is quite um what's the word well for me it's quite it would be quite intimidating but um i was just wondering how you how you kind of yeah, I- Oh, obviously it's one of those gigs that's very special. So the build-up to it and and actually going on stage is more of an occasion than it usually is. But even so, I mean, with yes, it's always great to go on stage. But when you're playing somewhere somewhere like that, yeah, right. Uh, you've got that whole massive auditorium to deal with out there, and people behind you too. So it's it's a very interesting place to play. Yeah, no, I was, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was like, because you do have people literally all around you. And, um, you know, yeah. I've seen some bands play sort of like in the middle of like a, an arena. Um, but the sort of playing somewhere like that, it's, you don't have the sort of versatility that an arena has. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I was just curious how that was because it's, it's one of those, I mean, obviously with the rest of the venues on that tour as well, they're, they're quite, quite sort of historic venues. Yeah. And people used to tell tell me that it didn't have a great reputation in the industry for a, a good sounding place in, when you're on stage because you are in the middle of nowhere when you're on stage. But I found it to really, really, really good sounding stage. So, mm. and I just go by my own, my own judgment yeah. in that case. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. You're also doing a cruise. I've noticed as well, just coming out of the US. Yes. Yeah, ha, ha, like I was looking at that lineup as well, and 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 there's, I mean, it's anybody who's like anybody on the on the sort of prog rock circuit um, playing that show. And I've asked a few musicians that have sort of they're they're on like the cruise tours and things like that. In fact, actually, I had Jeff on my show recently, Jeff Downs, um, and he yeah. talked about his DBA project. 
um because obviously they just released something as well and um no they were just we were just talking about like the crew's sort of like atmosphere and how um there is obviously it's very obviously very different from playing venues but you're very you're always surrounded by your fans and i was wondering how you sort of felt yeah, about that well, we, we 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 do have a separate part of the boat we can go to to have some privacy mm. um especially on this boat that uh this time because it's a bigger boat and we have our own quarters up there so we we can go and come as we choose to mix with the, oh. the rest of the people on the boat. But um, in in that sense, it's um, you know it's always been great. I always go up and talk to people, have a beer with them, and you know generalize. And then then you've always got your own little haven to go back to. Yeah, I oh, know that's good to know because I've I've spoken to a few bands. Obviously, they're playing probably smaller boats. And, um, yeah, they said it's like, not that they don't, they don't mind it, but not having that sort of place to kind of go and unwind for a bit. Um, but this, you know, this one's a big boat. It holds, I'm not sure, three or 4,000 people. Oh, wow. On this boat. It's uh, quite sizable. We've been on a uh, cruise on this boat before. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, so there was a couple of other things I wanted to chat to you about, if that's all right, sort of away from yes. Um, as I was doing research when before I was sort of preparing for this interview, I, I, I didn't know that you played with John Lennon and you played on Imagine as well, which is like massive. And I was just like, well, I say curious, I'm, I'm, I want to know. <laughs> what what was that like? How did that become about at that time? That's quite of a big question, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> It is. There's a <laughs> lot of time involved there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I got to know John because he saw me playing in my band somewhere, and then all of a sudden he called. I get a call, and I, um, I'm um, going to Toronto to play live piece in Toronto. Mm. And then I came back, and I recorded Instant Karma, and then, uh, and then I spent the whole week or nine days in studio with John um, making um, Imagine and it was just a wonderful experience I got to know John pretty well and and the whole way things ran in the Beatles world and um, it was very very enjoyable well, I'll change my life forever so uh, yeah I... quite a great great um experience so what, what was it like i mean i don't know if you can recall it or not but like sort of getting that phone call from from like john lennon or their people and what was your initial response well um i think i was a little kind of shocked but at the same time i was only 20 years old and i I was a naive musician growing up in the industry and i thought that was just part of Growing up in the music industry <laughs> in in England, but um, only years later I realised that what I'd done and and what I'd achieved, and uh, then it struck home kind of thing. So um, um, it was really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, it was just one of those things that I I, I hadn't associated with you until I read it, um, and and I just wanted well, to know what that was like because obviously we can't. There's no way of asking John, if you will. So it, it, it's just like you being that young as well and getting a call from 
it, one of the Beatles. <laughs> it, it, like, so, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know how that would feel. I've, I, it's just one of those things that you kind of dream well, of. Probably don't know how it would feel because all this, you know, the initial phone call. I don't know if you know the story, but a lot of people do. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a friend of mine uh, playing a joke on me, and oh. I told him <laughs> put the phone down on him, and. Uh, and they called back five minutes later and said, no, this is John, and uh, I want you to come and do your gig. I thought you were playing the other night, and it sounds like what I want. Um, so uh, that's how it all really came. When I realized it really was John, that's when I kind of almost fell off my seat. <laughs> and um, and I, I just... Very lightly that night, and got up and got in a car and went to the airport in the morning and met him in a, the airport holding tank, as it were, for yep. artists. And, um, got on the plane and then rehearsed on the plane, and then I ended up on stage. It was that quick, the whole thing was a whirlwind. That's, that is it's one of those it, it's, that's amazing um, and it was all recorded I mean I live literally down the road from where it was recorded uh, which is just down the road from Ascot okay and Park, right? yeah yeah it was just one of those things like I've always associated with the area but I and like getting the opportunity to speak to you someone who was actually part of it is absolutely amazing yeah, whereas, uh, I used to drive there every day in the car and Start recording around late morning, lunchtime, and, um, and then we'd have dinner in the evening, listen back to what we'd done, and uh, when it'd go home and start the same process the next day again. Excellent. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much for that. Um, and you're not, it's not the only Beatle you work with, um, as well, as I've also found out as well. You work with George Harrison. Um, did that come through after... Working with John? Yes, we got George would actually come down to the sessions and we'd he'd hang around and kind of play playing certain things and then um, then we'd all sit and have dinner together. That's how I got to know George and what a wonderful person he was. Him and John. It mm. was just great to be in uh, that company, both of them. But and then uh, George asked me to play on All Things Must Pass mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of other people, which I gladly did. And that took about three weeks of going to EMI Studios um, every day. And then, you know, it was just amazing. Yeah. All of that. And it, I, I love the fact that it, it, like, it only took your three weeks, you know. Like some people slave over albums for months, years. You know. Yeah, well, cleaning, yes, we, we take quite a few months to make some albums. Mm. Topographic Ocean took three months to release and two months to record. Okay. That's six months. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I've got a couple of questions left for you, and then I can, uh, I can let you get back to your day, if that's all right. Um, it's quite a heavy question. I say heavy. It's quite, it, it might involve some thought, but you might be able to rack them off. But what I'm after is your three top albums. Um that kind of made you the musician that you are, what were the ones that really spurred you to become the drummer that you became? Oh, boy. That is a pretty, pretty hard question because, you know, I'm a Gemini and I, I love all kinds of music, mm. basically. 
within limits. But um, I mean, I love jazz and I love classical, rock, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And um, uh, I, I get affected by lots of different areas for that. Um, one of the one of the albums that musically inspired me a lot was. Um, the, well, it was two actually. It was Pet, Southern Peppers and Pet Sounds were two of my favorite albums to Excellent. kind of play. And the drummers, the drummers on those are pretty normal, but I was more interested in how the drums reacted with the song, and mm. and uh, that's why when I was developing my style as a drummer. I always adapted a, a style of kind of melody in playing the drums yeah. along with rhythmically. And um, I think that taught me a lot about how to play drums with other people in a band and diverse music. And that's when I started listening to fusion songs, mm-hmm. you know, like... Um, you know the album Heavy Weather by Weather Report? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a... I loved that album. I played it over and over. So I'd mix uh, a kind of style of fusion drumming with, you know, pop drumming or, or just um, really good jazz drumming. Yeah. Uh, so... So I, I put it... I rolled everything into one parcel and was able to do them all within one style. No, you can definitely hear that in in your style of music. It, it's it. There is a lot of um. You don't just pin it to like a lot of people just pin it to say jazz drums or or um um sort of like well, like you say with the fusions kind of things. But you do have that kind of um uh, melody with the drums that only only a few drummers that I've like I can probably name in a moment. But I like there's only a few drummers that I know that that can do that. Um, and it was yours. One of the, the music that you make is one of them. Um, and yeah, no, I absolutely love that style. I, I I grew up having a great sense of harmony and and melodic issues, and a lot, a lot of tracks that I did within recording tracks for Yes throughout the years is I played with different people in the band. I'd play with the vocals. Mm. For instance, on one song and made the drums react to the vocals, and then I'd play with the guitar and and, and another, you know, and um, and obviously with the bass, you just play with the bass all the time. And I was fortunate to have Chris Choir as the bass player all through and that period, and he's one of the best in the world. And, since he passed away, he was very solid man. Yes, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, so I, I've got one more question for you, um, Alan. What are your hobbies away from music? What do you do when you're not drumming? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, I mean, I'm getting a little older now, so some of them drop by the way. So, but I like boating. I've got a boat um, nice. on. Uh, on the Puget Sound here in Seattle, and um, I've very much been interested in boats. I, I suppose I grew up near the ocean when I was a kid, and I never really lived anywhere that's been away from the ocean. So um, there's always been that sense in my 
my blood, as it were. And um, and then, you know, it's scuba diving over the years. I've done that quite a bit. And then I learned to fly a plane at one time. But wow. I never kept up my, never kept up my lessons. But John Anderson in the band in, in the 70s used to call me Action Man because I was always doing <laughs> something like that. That's amazing. Excellent. Well, Alan, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Uh, good luck with your tour. And send my love to Florida. All right. I, I will do. We've got a day off in Clearwater, so oh, it should be fun. Yes, no, it's a lovely place to be. There's a lovely marina down there in St. Petersburg. Um, some of the rest are really beautiful. Yeah. In fact, the venue is right on the marina, to be honest with you as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Have fun there. And uh, again, thank you very much, sir. All right. Thanks very much, man. Thank you. Bye-bye.